This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Shanae Obumacare. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Thank you for everyone that has tuned into 52 Weeks of Hustle so far. I've had a lot of fun sitting down with industry leaders. In addition, I've written a book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. It's a playbook to being elite in the sports business industry. Whether you're looking to get in this business or you already are and you're looking to continue to grow your career, I believe this book can be beneficial for you. The paperback and ebook versions are now available. Check out 52weeksofhustle.com. Thank you in advance and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle presented by Event Dynamic. Event Dynamic specializes in maximizing revenue and increasing attendance. I'm Travis Apple. I'll be your host of this podcast. I've been fortunate to spend my entire career in the sports sales industry, and I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to not only those individuals that want to get in this business, but for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name, Each week, I'm going to have the opportunity to sit down with industry professionals to talk about their career path, what it takes to be successful, and ultimately a few key takeaways for you to apply to your everyday. Now, on to our guest this week. Very few individuals in this business get to call the same team and city home for 20-plus years, let alone being able to work for both an NFL and NBA franchise. Our next guest is the Senior Vice President of Sales for both the New Orleans Saints and New Orleans Pelicans, Michael Stanfield. Michael, welcome to the show. Travis, thanks so much for having me. It really is uh, it, it, it's, it's fun to do this, and uh, it's fun to do this virtually, and uh, as, as the, the, we're in this new world uh, today. The new world, and I'm glad for those of you watching on YouTube, both of us are suited and booted. We're ready to go. So, Michael, it's certainly great to have you. Very excited for you to share your story. So not only are you overseeing revenue for two professional sports franchises, you have also served as a member of the Super Bowl host committee, two times as the executive host committee for the NBA All-Star Game. So let's get right to it. You're in your 21st season with the Saints, your ninth with the Pelicans, a lot of work as you oversee all of sales and partnerships for both franchises. Walk the listeners through, like, what's your day-to-day look like? The day-to-day is, is keeping everybody focused, putting people in a position to succeed, not just succeed but excel. Uh, you know, coming up in this business, uh, I understand the good, the bad, and you, you want to treat people how they want to be treated. We were talking about that earlier and really put them in a position for each individual person to succeed. And not everybody's the same. You want to give everybody the same opportunity, 
but you, you want to give them the best chance to succeed, whether that's in, in partnership sales or that's ticket sales, that's in, in servicing, uh, and that's both with external customers and internal customers. Uh, you know, we have customers all the way around. The other thing is just staying focused, staying focused exactly what needs to be done on a big picture wise because there are so many details that go into it. You've got to rely on your people to you need to trust them that things are going to get done. But worry about the big picture stuff and not get caught up in the, the minute details. Uh, you, you have, you've hired good people to do that and, and really stay focused on the prize at, at hand. And that's, that's the revenue uh, at, at the end of the day, every day. No, absolutely. Michael, I think, you know, for the long time we've known each other, that's what I've always respected and appreciated you. You're always going above and beyond for your people, I know, and talking to a lot of people who work for you, they certainly appreciate it. not only the autonomy, but for you to kind of be there to assist and, and really go to the, the grind with them each day. And so as you've continued to evolve in your career and ultimately get promoted multiple times, what has been the biggest adjustment overseeing multiple verticals and kind of different areas of the business? Well, good, good question. And, you know, one of the things that I learned early in this role, this role is not about me. This role is about the organization. The organization, what's best for the organization? You know, it, it, it's an old cliche, don't use the word I, and really understand what's best for the organization. And there's a group of, of five leadership people, and we, we work for the president of the team. We oversee the entire operation. I don't care if I get credit. I'm not looking for credit. Uh, I'm looking for whatever's best for the organization. And, and that's something that I would stress to people that are listening to this, just getting in, involved in the business is, look, whatever's best for the, the entire organization, and that, at the end of the day, that's what's going to be the right thing for you. Uh, and and y y you want to treat everybody the same. You, you just talk, just said this earlier, but treat everybody the same and – give everybody the opportunity to succeed. No, absolutely. You, you, to your point, the cliche, there's no I in team, and it's kind of you know, one goal, one, tr one team, one dream. And so, you know, I know a lot of listeners are probably thinking that just one of the roles you have, whether it be with the Saints or the Pelicans, seems like a lot, but you're doing both. And, and again, overseeing sales and partnership. So how are you structuring your day and ultimately continuing to be efficient and effective in everything you do? Well, it starts with people, right? I mean, that, that's the biggest, any organization's biggest asset is the, is the people. And we put a lot of pride and, and time and effort into, A, hiring the right people. Because if you don't have the right people, it, it's going to be a fail from the beginning. And so we put a lot of time and effort in, and it's taken, it's taken some time to put together the right chemistry. Look, there's a lot of things that I'm bad at, that I'm not good at. And to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and to be able to say you're, you're putting people in a position that for, to, to bring up your weaknesses. Look, I'm not the greatest writer. I, I, there's a lot of things that I'm not good at. I'm not a great public speaker, but I, we put people in a position to things that, that help me. And it, it, it's the organization. We have organization people, people that are great at organization. And it, it's when you can look at yourself and understand what you are and what you're not and rely on the people and hire those great people uh, and put them in a position to, it goes back to putting people in a position to succeed. 
and everything that we do uh, ultimately ends there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think you've mentioned it a couple of times, right, that the value and the importance of people and doing everything you can to surround yourself with the right people. And so, you know, Michael, I guess now on to the Saints end. You're now 14 straight seasons of sellouts plus a Super Bowl ring. So over the last 21 years, you know, specifically with the Saints, how has that experience been? You know, you, you had the, the hurricane that came through. You won a Super Bowl. You're in the sellout streak. You know, walk the listeners through that experience. Well, you know, there's there's been a lot of we've had a lot of ups and we've had a lot of downs in the 21 years. One of the more interesting stories was when Hurricane Katrina hit. Have, there's a storm right now in the Gulf. Uh, I read this morning that uh, it's it's a, it's a three or four. So that that's that's great. Uh, when Katrina hit, uh, it was you know we left here. Uh, we had a pre we had our last preseason game of the year. And we left town, and just to get away from the storm, it was a Friday night. That got a phone call late that night after the game. I had a, my baby was two weeks old at the time, and uh, so we left town. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, we go a couple hours east of here. Storm hits. We lose power, and things just kind of got weirder and weirder. And in 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 New Orleans, and then the levees broke. We realized quickly that we weren't able to come back home. Uh, brought my mother-in-law, my wife, my my new baby, and the dog. We all drove down. Uh, brought my parents, or went down to my parents' house down in South Florida. And you know, day or so later, uh, talked to Mr. Benson. Mr. Benson said, "Look, you know, get up to uh, get up to San Antonio. Looks like we're going to set up camp there and meet us there." So we went there, and, and i never forget, got to the Marriott Hotel in, at the Riverwalk there and met Dennis Lausha, and Dennis and I, uh, we gotta, we got to work out some sort of deal. Literally, we went over to the Alamo Dome, and uh, we walked in, and uh, we met the, the, the manager there, and uh, the stadium manager wanted to know, uh, you know, who we were, and, and so we talked about it, and we set up camp at the uh, Alamo Dome, and that was, uh, you know, we played a, an entire football season between, uh, played some games in Baton Rouge and played some games in, in San Antonio and, and really learned the ability to uh, rotate and n- not everything's going to be perfect. And, again, we, we hired somebody. You know, their only job was to answer voicemails. <laughs> Uh, we set up a phone system. We set up an entire operation. We came back uh, to the Saints facility in, in Louisiana, picked up our, our uh, the, the ticket server, the computer server, brought it over there, and set up camp. And, and uh, it was uh, it was mind boggling as far as the, the the experience that we had uh, in, in Baton Rouge. We, we you know we we thought we had it. You know, you plan, you plan, you plan. We thought we had everything covered. And, uh, you know, day of the game hits and uh, the, the line for the ticket office was more than a mile long. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it, it just, there's so many stories that went into that, uh, just living accommodations, making sure, you know, it goes back to make sure your, your people are good. The first thing is you got to find a place to live. And yeah. uh, that, that experience uh, of you know, not knowing when you're going to come back home and, and what, 
what your future is, uh, if you think about it, to just go to another city for a few months sounds pretty cool. But if you don't know if your if your house is safe or what happened to your own house, and we had a lot of people that lost everything, and and so it's it's a very unique situation. And that's just one of the stories of of you know through the through the 21 years, and uh, we we really prided ourselves on on customer service experience through the years. Yeah, and I think you know, within that situation, as you mentioned, both personally and professionally, you have to be willing to pivot, uh, be vulnerable, and be looking to do different things to you know to to provide not only for your family but also for all the customer bases as well. And so, you know, I guess you know ultimately, then with the Saints, you guys end up winning the Super Bowl. So I always kind of ask my guests when when they've won a championship ring, do you ever wear the ring? I, I wear the ring, and, and and I sometimes I'll wear it when we play the Falcons. And every once in a while, I'll wear it when we play the Cowboys. Uh, I, I don't know why, just something that uh, I, I don't really wear it much at all. But uh, sometimes when we play Atlanta uh, and, and over in, in Atlanta, never at home, uh, but I'll, I'll wear it. And then I also wore it the 10-year reunion uh, along with – it was good seeing everyone. Oh, Crazy nice. to think that was 10 years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. Time certainly flies. And, mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking of 10 years ago, you know, almost nine years ago now, back in 2012, you know, your owner, Mr. Tom Benson of the, the Saints, purchased the then New Orleans Hornets. You went on to change to the New Orleans Pelicans. So going back to that time frame, what did you think when you first heard that the ownership was thinking about buying an NBA team? Well, we, 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 meet, we met on a regular basis, and uh, we, we, we all looked at the financials together. And we saw where, what the team was doing, how they were operating, and uh, you know we had had a, the Voodoo, which was an arena football team prior to that, and uh, we were real successful at that. Uh, again, that was only you know eight or nine games in, in, at the arena, and we did sell that out. We sold out an arena bowl as well. Uh, you know, when I when I got to New Orleans early on, the the idea was that they weren't they were having trouble selling seats, and. Uh, you know, I've always prided myself on, on an opportunity, and that was certainly an opportunity to turn a franchise around. The NBA had been running it. They had a lot of great people. But, it, you know, Mr. Benson wanted to keep the team in New Orleans, and this was not necessarily a – it was a community pride thing for Mr. Benson. He wanted whatever was best for New Orleans. And, uh, as I mean, that, that continues to this day with Mrs. Benson following that 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 line of uh, of thought and uh so we we looked at it and it was almost you know the team was going to leave i mean we we thought the team was going to leave and uh, we had to keep the team here and uh we were, we were always looking for opportunity and you know the, the organizations invested in a lot of other businesses and this was a natural fit and uh we were all in Nice, nice. And so right away, did you know you're going to have to, to obviously the new ownership, sometimes they'll bring in, you know, kind of new leadership team with both. Did you know right away you're going to have to work for both teams right from the get-go? Yeah, that was part of the plan from the get-go uh, to, to combine staffs. I mean, the, the spot between the sponsorships, there's so many dual, I mean, there's so many efficiencies that, that you can have yeah. between the two organizations. As, as I sit here right now, I can't imagine not having two teams. I mean, people always ask, well, you know, it must be crazy to, to have two teams. Frankly, I can't imagine not having two teams. Not having both. Uh, and because I, the off season would seem so odd. Uh, there would be such a long off season because 
COVID COVID uh, nineteen aside, you know, you, you take what our season's been is, you know, we start up football, we start football in late July, and then July, you, you that's that's football, uh, and then basketball starts in, had started in October. In fact, yesterday would have been a year ago. We had our open practice lat for last basketball season. That's still going on today. <laughs> the uh, 365 day year season. Right, right, right. So the the uh, it, it, it really it's been uh, been awesome. Really, has yeah. been awesome. No, and, and we'll certainly get into that kind of the time management of both properties. But, you know, even going back to when you guys first bought it, um, you know, I've, I've talked to, to other people that have went through maybe a name change or a, a new marketing and brand campaign. But so, like, walk the listeners through how is that selling environment, not only with brand, brand new ownership as you're bringing in now the, the Hornets, which then turned into the Pelicans, but also that complete new brand change kind of in that marketplace. Yeah, and I'm going to drop a name right now. I'm going to drop David Stern's name. So when we were going through the the so we, we we closed on the team. David Stern was very involved in the in the whole transaction. I mean, detail wise, very involved. So uh, had a meeting with David Stern. I we were in the owner's office, and he looked at me and he said, "Look, you know, I know you've been selling wholesale this NFL stuff. Now now, can you really sell retail?" <laughs> and uh, I was like. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be able to sell it. And he said, "You know, you need some help. You know, we, we have this team bow, and we're, we're more than happy to help." And I said, "You know, I'm sure we got it, and we're we're going to go to town on it." And uh, so that that was uh, for a commissioner to say that to me was 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 kind of eye opening. Where where you know it's like, all right, let's let's go. You know, not not this not the NFL. Uh, so it's it's. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been a certainly exciting time, you know, certainly over the last nine years, you know, watching from afar and, and obviously when I was at Team Bo as well. But the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Senior Vice President of Sales for both the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans, Michael Stanfield. And so, Michael, we've talked a lot about, and you just briefly hit on, you know, the juggling of both properties. You couldn't imagine not working for both properties now. But, you know, then as you look at kind of that time management end, you know, the basketball season, 44 games, NFL, you're looking at 10, you know, during different seasons, different times of the year. So how do you maintain not only that work-life balance and still spend quality time with your family, but in addition, I know you're very involved in a lot of youth foundations right there in New Orleans as well. I think that to it's it starts with a foundation at home, and to have a to have that work work home balance and understanding what your priorities are. You know, my my family is very understanding. Uh, years ago, you know, before my wife and I got married, 
she understood what 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 my dreams were, my aspirations were, and the good news is I couldn't have done anything without her. And I, I think that you know the, the people that want to be in this business is to make sure you have those conversations with the, your, your loved ones and your soon-to-be loved ones. Uh, and, and for me, I was very blessed in, in the fact that uh, I, I have a very strong foundation at home because none of this is possible had, had you know, if I, if I don't have a, a supportive wife at home and understands what my priorities are. I mean, early in my career, I can't tell you how many weddings I missed and how many, you know, holidays that I missed from, from going home. And, uh, but that was, the, that was always the commitment. And that those were predetermined, uh, questions that I had answered already. Uh, same thing at, at, you know, even today. I mean, my family understands that, look, you know, we have a game in, on Thanksgiving. I'm going to be at the game. And we have a game on Christmas. I'm going to be at the game at Christmas. Whatever it is, I'm going to be away. You know, this is the first, year that I've missed a, a road game and the, and the Saints for the last 18 years, I believe, uh, we're, we're not able to go. My family understands that, that I'm going to go, you know, for a road game. Traditionally, I leave, you know, the uh, train leave. I'm trained. The, <laughs> the plane leaves uh, The plane leaves around lunchtime on, on Saturday and doesn't get home until late Sunday night. And then you're back in the office early on Monday morning. Monday morning. And, and, but that that's – you know that's part of the process, and you got to have people that are around you that that support you, that that understand what makes you tick, and and that's what I I, I like, I enjoy, I, I love my family, uh, but th- that that's part of, and they enjoy coming to the games, they enjoy all that as well. No, absolutely, there's certainly the perks of it. You know, and you mentioned you know that the ownership group is is really involved and immerse themselves in the the community there in New Orleans. And I know you're also very involved. Why is it important for you you know to kind of give back to the community and you know multiple youth foundations and things like that? Well, I, I think that if you don't give back, I mean that that that's you got to want to give back. You got to understand that that's part of part of the organization's responsibility by being in, by being part of the community. Uh, you know, years ago I took a class at Stanford uh, put on by the NFL, and the, the first question that was asked by the professor that was given the course, this is a class put on by the NFL, and they had all different uh, people from different teams, from, from an owner, uh, every – aspect of an organization was there, uh, one or two people. And the question that they were they asked first is, what is the purpose of the organization? And, you know, you have community relations people saying, you know, better asset in the community. You had you know, sales guys saying, oh, we need to make money. You had football people saying, you know, we've got to win the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, you, you're, there to make a, you're there to make a profit and uh, – there's a heavy investment by ownership, and, and you need to show those returns. Uh, but but I, I, I did want to touch on one other thing, and, and that being part of part of an organization, part of being in an organization, and that's by being all in. You got to be all in. When I say all in, I'm saying all in. And we were joking about this uh, some time ago. More than I had a lot more hair, and it was a lot darker at that time. Uh, 
But it, 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 if you're watching this right now and you want to YouTube something, YouTube my name, Michael Stanfield Boxing. And this is a promotion that we did was you know, we were talking about, you know, who's all in? I said, I'm all in. I'll do whatever it takes. So about uh, 12 years ago, we, we, uh, we were having trouble selling tickets for the last few games, and we came up with uh, an idea of if you've ever been upset with ticket prices, here's your opportunity to get even with the ticket guy, right? Yeah. Uh, I was the ticket guy. Yep. And here's your chance, and you could you were entered into a chance to box the guy that that does the tickets for the for the Saints. So we did a promo, and uh, you know, so it came time to actually do this boxing match after the last game of the season. Happens to be that year, the Vikings did something crazy. They they beat us, put us out of the playoffs in the, like the last play of the game. And we had two professional bouts, and uh, a couple weeks before uh, before this 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 boxing match was to start, uh, I did start training. And I mean, I, I really I learned I had never boxed before. The only time I had boxed was in was in at, at at camp as a as as a young kid, and I, I, I learned how to box. And and uh, we we picked this guy, Uncle Tony, and Uncle Tony's. Uh, you know, his arms are bigger than my legs. <laughs> and and it was a, quote, exhibition. And uh, so you, YouTube that, my name, boxing, and uh, it, it, it's about a, a, a nine-minute, two rounds, and uh, I'm not going to su- spoil the end. But I, I, say, I Don't give can, the spoiler alert. I, I'm, I'm speaking in complete sentences. That's all I'll say. Yeah. You found a way, but yeah, you know that uh, that YouTube channel is going to get a lot of views right now. But uh, you want to talk about all in? I mean, that that's certainly gone above and beyond. You know, that's putting your your physical self on the line as well. So, no, that that's great. And you know, Michael, if the final question, kind of in your dual roles and working for two professional franchises, if a listener's out there and they're involved in selling multiple properties or leading the the sales force for multiple properties. What's the best piece of advice you have for them? I think, you know, again, it goes back to what we just said, being all in. You know, uh, something else, I, I'm going to continue on the whole all in topic. Not by being, you know, one of the, the mysteries that we had, uh, we were having trouble selling tickets when I got here. And one thing, we, I would do interviews, TV, radio, everything. And, and there was this, like, mystique that, Nobody, you know, we, we couldn't, nobody could get a hold of us. And, uh, you know, I, I was, remember my first or second day, I, I went to the ticket office, walked in the ticket office, and somebody was being treated, you know, just rudely. So we got rid of that person quickly. I started giving out my cell phone number on the radio and, and, the, and TV interviews. And, look, call me directly. I mean, literally, call me directly. And this is the same number that you know, I give to anyone. And... It just, you know, opened up the doors and transparency. Again, total transparency, and you're all in. And people spend a lot of money, and they want to get away from reality. They want to be treated well, whether you're a customer or you're an employee. You want to be treated well and and response time quick. I mean, I'm not giving any real big secret here, but you know what? Total transparency and, and 
just being showing people exactly who you are. And look, did I get a few phone calls in the middle of the night? Sure. So right. what? I mean, right. I, honestly, I, I'm still here 21 years later, still be able to tell the story. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, it's always the thing is good things happen to good people. So you continue to do that. So uh, certainly a great career. And, and, you know, even going back, uh, you know, you spent a lot of time, the ups and downs, the hurricane, a boxing match. Uh, You're still plugging away today and and surrounding yourself with really good people. And so now let's go back to the beginning a little bit, Uh, probably long before you thought you'd ever be in a boxing match. You know, you grow up in, in Warren Township in New Jersey. You're always playing sports. You certainly, you know, I've read some articles you wanted a career in baseball. But, you know, looking back, Michael, what was an early job or memory that you you had that really helped you lead down the path of of sports? So when I was a a, a early uh, middle school, like early middle school, we formed a company called Scamp. Okay. And it was a baseball card company. We used to buy. Just you and a couple of buddies? Me and a couple of buddies. Okay. We, we had a little room upstairs at one of my friends' house, and we uh, we went to baseball card shows. We were kids. We bought top. We bought the the baseball cards directly from Tops, and uh, we bought and sold. I mean, and and I know baseball cards, sports cards today, and over the last few months have become really, really big. Very popular. But 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 we 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 were we were on uh, card shows. And uh, it was so much fun. We learned so much. We bought advertising and, and uh forget the name of the publication, but Scamp was called, uh, stood for our, our friends, Steve, Chris, Andy, Mike, and Peter. I don't know how I came out, came out so quickly with that, but that was, that was what we, we, we enjoyed and we, we spent a lot of time doing it. And, uh, and we, we understood profit and, you know, just as a kid, I, I always had three or four jobs uh, going, and uh, I always liked to have be able to do what I wanted to do because my parents were not giving me any money, and, and I understood the, the value of a dollar. The value of the dollar and value of work ethic. And I'm sure some of the listeners are sitting there thinking, wow, I just heard how he's, he's overseeing multiple properties for professional teams, and now I'm going to lay the hammer down and say I started my own business in middle school. So so very impressive. So it's, it's – uh, no stranger of why you've been so successful. And so, you know, post high school, you end up moving to Florida to go to St. Leo University. You earn a degree in sports administration. Did you have any unique jobs or internships, you know, throughout your college experience that led you down the path of sales? Yeah, I did. Um, I uh, went to, uh, wanted to work in sports. So I went to uh, the first game of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season in the, uh, the old sombrero. And uh, walked up and, and uh, told him I wanted a job. And that was the consent. I said I wanted to work in concessions. And uh, so I was hired that day to work in concessions. And there was a uh, stack of, of hot dogs, buns, and bags. And he said, you know, put the, take the hot dogs, put them in the bag, and uh, put the, excuse me, take the hot dog, put it in the bun, put it in the bag, put it over here. And I could hear the roar of the crowd in the background, and I thought, I, I, I don't want to do this. Uh, I, I want to be a vendor. I want to sell beers or Cokes. So the following week, I, I told the lady, look, this is uh, what I want to do for a, a career. And uh, I said, how, how do I get, how do I really work in sports? Because 
at that time, there was no job seekers program like there is now for baseball. There was no, no, no teamwork online. There was none of these, uh, you know, the, the, the opportunities now. Uh, and she said, all right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the name of the person who runs the training camp for the Cincinnati Reds because they were still training in Tampa next door, uh, Al Lopez Field, which was next door to the old sombrero in, in Tampa. She said, the only thing is you got to be the top vendor. And uh, so that, that, that was like, all right, I got it. I got this. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. And uh, so my buddy and I, uh, you know, he, he was he was there for, I, I think, just to appease me. Cause I, anyway, so a double tray, and at the time it was these steel trays, and uh, it was the fountain drinks. And, uh, you know, you'd, you'd carry them and, and – you know, I was walking, I mean, I was walking up and down the whole time and, and it was selling Cokes and, you know, I heard more people say, I need more in that Coke. I didn't do that. But <laughs> so anyway, at the end of the year, uh, I was the top vendor at, at the stadium and she put me in touch with the traveling secretary for the Cincinnati Reds. And first call he got, I got, I called him and it, he, uh, he explained to me very quickly that he didn't have anything and he was very sorry. And, uh, so I called them probably uh, every week, uh, and at the time there weren't, you know, I was using, uh, putting coins in a, in a payphone at, at school, and I, I called them every every week. Uh, and then as we got closer and closer to training camp, I called them, you know, every other day. And the day before training camp was to open, he said, "All right, my guy backed out on me. Uh, be it be it Al Lopez Field tomorrow." And uh, so certainly I was there, and, and he he uh, kind of explained to me on on you know how to get into the, how to how to get a job in, in a real job in sports. And that year, then I went to the baseball meetings and stood in the lobby and <laughs> smiled and had a suit on. And anybody that would talk to me, uh, I, I would talk to. Yeah, no, absolutely. That kind of leads into the next, you know, right out of college. You took a little bit of a unique path. You started selling photocopy machines, but you realized that the love of sports was there. So you had to try to find a way to differentiate yourself for the other thousands of applicants that wanted those same jobs. You just mentioned, Michael, you go to the winners. And so now that you're on the other side, what is advice you have for candidates that either want roles in sports or what they should be doing to really separate themselves from the pack and all the other, you know, same applicants that want that same role? First of all, Travis, life isn't fair. And the quicker you understand that, the better. Because nobody owes you anything. And, you know, if you think that by calling somebody – an employer once or sending that person an email once, you think that that's going to really get you somewhere. It's not right. You got it. You got it. And and then, you know, we, we've both heard, heard this. We both heard, you know, I really want to work in sports, Travis, uh, you know, or, 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 you know, somebody will say uh, my, my, my godson, my, my son, my grandson, uh, or I really want to work in sports. You know, be a fan of the craft that you want to do. Yep. Be the craft. Be a fan of the craft of selling. Be, be that fan. Look, look. I'm a baseball fan. Everyone in the office knows I'm more of a baseball fan than I am basketball or, or football. I watch over 100 Yankee games a year on TV. Now, granted, it goes back to the family life balance. My wife understands that I love baseball. <laughs> 
And, and that, that's what we do in our, in our house. But understand that, that a, a phone call and, and you better be persistent and understand what you're, when you're trying to get in with someone, understand what they're trying to accomplish. I don't really care if that, that you know a lot about offensive line or I, I, I don't even, you know, plays, all that stuff. I, I don't even know much about Buy fantasy. season tickets if you're just that passionate. Well, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ask you as a salesperson, I'm going to have you tell me to talk about sports. There's a reason why there's mirrors and elevators. People talk about themselves. But <laughs> – you, you know that that that's not that's not what's important is the sports. It's it's being a fan of the craft that you want to be part of. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And so, Michael, you land your first sports job at the San Francisco Giants minor league team in Clinton, Iowa. You then go on to the Fort La- uh, Lauderdale Stripers, which is part of the American Professional Soccer League, and then to the Fort Lauderdale Yankees. And so as you've made a few moves throughout the minor league ranks, what were some key learnings that you took away from those experiences and still apply to your everyday? Look, doesn't matter if you're selling a, a small flex plan uh, for, for the Vipers and you're, you're doing it at, 8, at 8.30 at night. You're, you're side by side side with Chad Estes. Uh, Chad and I, I remember side by side at night selling flex packages for $38, and me yelling over to him and saying that I, that I you know, just sold two two packages. Or, or you're selling naming rights to the facility. Look, it, people are people, and not being intimidated by the dollar amount and understanding that at the end of the day, when the cash register rings, that's the most important thing and, and, and treating people the right way. Look, in my opinion, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's not much of a difference between the minors and majors. And as far as it, um, from a sales, sales, you know, just the dollars that that's it. And, you know, People sometimes think that, you know, there's this grand NFL. It's not, man. This is all about, uh, you know, providing value and and explaining that. But I don't think there's much of a difference. No, absolutely. And, you you know, you end up breaking in the big leagues. You work for the Florida Marlins, then the Miami Heat, to then to Detroit. You've mentioned a couple of experiences with the Detroit Vipers and the Tigers before ultimately landing in New Orleans, which, you know, obviously been there 20-plus years now. And so early on in your career, Michael, you had multiple stops. So as listeners are out there, what have you always taken as the most important piece when taking one of those new roles or new positions? Well, I'll tell tell you something that Mr. Benson taught me. He said, you know, and, and I spent many, a lot of time with him. He always told me, understand who you are and what you're not. And, you know, what you're not, and, and don't, don't think that you're, you're somebody that, it, you are who you are and, and just accept who you are. Don't try to be some, somebody that you're not. The, the other thing is, when people are taking jobs, you know, they, they, they go way too deep, in my opinion, sometimes on what the comp plan is, right? You, know, you want to know exactly what the comp plan is. Instead of understanding the people that you're going to be working with, they're going to be helping you get to the next level. Because the people that you work with, those are the people that are really going to get you to the next level instead of the comp plan that's going to make you an extra 
$2,000 in a year or $20,000, whatever it is, instead of having great people, great mentors, people that have a track record of getting other people to the next level. And when, when you have that, instead of worrying about the, the, the comp plan, look, I understand everybody needs to make money, but worry about the people that you're, you're going to work with every single day and, and make sure that they're, they're good people. And look, in the, the world, there, there's, there are bad people and, and make sure you surround yourself, you know, with, with great people, people that, that understand who you are and have your best interest in mind. No, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's one of those things you, you always focus on the people. People lead, money, title, responsibility, those always follow. And if you surround yourself with the right people, you'll have success. And, you know, throughout your career, you, you've obviously had a lot of success. You've surrounded yourself with a lot of successful people. So uh, as you've seen individuals grow in this industry, what are some of those key characteristics that you just always see in the elite sales professionals? It, it, you know, when, when, you're, when you're going out and recruiting people, let's call it you're, maybe you're a scout in sports. Let's use, let's use a, a sports term here. You're a scout, and when a scout goes out, whatever the sport is, there are God-given talents. You can't teach speed. You can't teach quickness. I can teach a person how to bunt. I can teach a person how to, how to take a lead. I can teach a person how to throw a ball from from glove to 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 the other arm and, and throwing that, that mechanic I can teach that yep. the thing that I can't teach I can't teach speed I can't teach heart you know same thing with with what we do I can't teach that and you know what during an interview process and having other people that are involved in an interview process that comes out and there's some people that are better interviewers than others but you, you have to understand that. You're looking for the intangibles, the it's, the the the, the thing that 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 is going to get you over the hump, get that person over the hump, and that that that's not always easy. But you you got to you got to have that extra. Uh, look, everybody's going to tell you, yeah, I, I'm going to work really hard, right? And you know, people tell you that, and people tell you they they want to work in sports. Uh, but you know you need to understand examples of that. No, absolutely. Act, you know what? Everybody has a different fear factor. Everybody has a different motor, and find out what, what that person's motor is. Still to this day, I'm I'm concerned with with failure. I mean, I, I I'm petrified of failure, and and that that's me every day. I I, I just and and that's probably a fault that I still have to myself because I, I'm I'm concerned with not not succeeding. Yeah, it's like that hate to lose mentality, and that's what drives you every single day. And so, uh, certainly, uh, you know, great advice there. And Michael, I guess uh, you know, looking back at your entire career, you you've even mentioned you've had some ups, you've had some downs, you've had some a lot of great experiences. What stands out as your just overall best memory of your career? Yeah, that, that's being at the Super Bowl in Miami and uh, having my parents sit in club seats at the 50 yard line, and I sent a limousine to get my parents in, in Jupiter. And uh, having them come down and and enjoy the Super Bowl, uh, having them sit and and uh, you know because look, you know your, your your parents at least for me my parents were were very without them I wouldn't be sitting here right now, yeah. and you know for them to have seen had a lot of failure. I mean you know we're talking now it's great we're on we're doing this 
but there were a lot of failures, a lot of things that I, I've done, I've, I've, I've failed at, and for them to have to, to see that, you know, man, you know, we're at the Super Bowl and, and I'm, I'm living the dream, uh, a dream job that, that look, I, I understand that, that how lucky I am, the, the position I am. I get all that, and I'm very fortunate to have to be in an organization like this, that an organization that really cares about about their people and, and does the right thing in the community. Uh, but that that was certainly seeing my mom and dad there and, and uh, having them enjoy themselves because they, they, they've always been, always been there for me when, when things were tough. Awesome story. And, and overall, Michael, this conversation has been awesome. What a great story you have. And to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Yes, sir. All right. So you have to sing a song of karaoke. What song are you picking? Tupac Hero, Farner. No question. <laughs> Tupac Hero, Farner. It sounds like you've sang a, a few karaoke songs in your day. I'm not afraid. <laughs> there it is. I mean, that's a key advice, right? You, you can't be afraid to, to fail. You've got to go nope. out and go. And so uh, you have your own late-night talk show. Who do you invite as your first guest? Uh, the, the captain, number two, Derek Jeter. Nice, nice. He's, uh, he's got some great stories, that's certainly the, for sure. And obviously you've grown up a Yankees fan. And finally, what is your favorite item you've purchased this year? A Disney uh, family cruise. Okay. Love, love going on the, on the, uh, on the uh, uh, Disney cruise lines. And uh, my, we all enjoy that together. And uh, actually my wife, you know, that, that's the good thing about going on a cruise sometimes that, that the, the cell phone doesn't always work, and uh, you, you you get away, and, and our families always enjoy the Disney Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, the, the secluded family time at that point. Mm-hmm. And to close it out, Michael, what are three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day? You know, stay stay focused on on what you want, and and look, understand you're going to have setbacks because there there are going to definitely be setbacks and. You know, we haven't talked about all the setbacks on, on this on this in this conversation, but understand that there's been a lot of setbacks, and it's the people that that can take the nose, whether you're, you're selling or, or you know if you have career you have career failures, and it's the people that can persevere through those through those. You know, the, the next thing is be able to tell a story, be able to understand and tell a story to somebody. And make sure that they're, they they can hear the story as it relates to them. Because if you can tell a story, and re- remember, we're telling a story right now. It's the people that are listening right now. It doesn't matter how I tell the story. It's how the, the story is being heard. You know, the old kids game, the silly game, where you, you tell a story and it goes around. You know, understand, under, understand and make sure that you can tell a story. And it, 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 it's, it's heard. It's actually heard from the other person. So, uh, that, 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 those are my, uh, those are my keys. Nice, nice. No, absolutely. It's certainly key to, to stay focused in everything you do. Like you've talked about throughout this, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and you'll really build your brand and have that story. And Michael, again, thank you so much. What a great career journey you've had. I, I really appreciate your time. You're certainly your expertise and it's definitely been a pleasure to have you on here at 52 Weeks of Hustle. Great stuff, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. 
Now, again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle presented by Event Dynamic. Please be sure to follow the podcast and watch on YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, so follow us at 52 Weeks of Hustle. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.